listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Oh gosh, that feeling of being out of control, that your aids have no impact or that you can't even apply your aids because you're frozen and the horse is just doing whatever it wants to do, probably at high speed. I'd like to talk today about how to manage that perception and how we can bring ourselves back into ourselves so that we can feel more in control. So first of all, the obvious thing to contemplate is whether or not we're overhorsed or has the horse got something physical that's causing this behaviour. So as long as we're thinking about riding a relatively safe horse and the horse has no other issues, then that feeling out of control becomes more on our side. It's our mindset. It's happening in our mind much more than it would do in real life. That feeling of being out of control is very, very similar to how anxiety manifests Because in both cases, we've taken ourselves out of the here and now and we've projected ourselves into the future. So we're contemplating something happening, usually the worst case scenario. Very often people who have a fear of being out of control aren't actually out of control very often. It may have happened once and now they're thinking about it and they're vigilant to it happening again but in the moment where they're scared it's not actually happening so that feeling of of thinking about something in the future that hasn't happened may not happen and depending on the horse may never happen that is something that is in our power to change Because that's how our mind is building up a pattern. And I've said before that if you think about our brains as a pattern matcher. So our brain just runs like a computer and will just keep doing the same patterns or running the same apps until we delete the app or we update the app or we somehow decide not to use the app at all. I don't know, a spooky corner or something that the horse didn't like the first time they saw and they're still not sure about it. And even when that object is removed, they still have a memory of that object being in a certain place and they don't like going past that place. And our mind does the same. We make patterns from associations. So if you have ever been out of control on a horse your mind has a pattern for that and there would have been certain conditions that were met in that case if you've ever just had that feeling that the horse is just on that kind of limit where you're semi in control and semi not in control again your brain will have a pattern for that When you get on your horse then, if any of these little, very, very subtle triggers are being flagged up, 
your brain sort of flicks through and I think about it like one of those old record cards. Do you remember those ones that were the rotary index cards? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, imagine a kind of hamster wheel and imagine that it's got all these little cards, these index cards all the way around it and you sort of just went through it spinning the wheel until you found the index card that you want. And that's kind of like what our brain does. So as soon as you get some kind of trigger, and it may not be the same trigger, let's say if you're feeling out of control, but nothing's happened, the trigger may simply have been sitting down in the saddle, picking up the reins, or even seeing your horse. But your mind is now going through its index cards and saying, oh, what's this like? What's this most like? Oh, yeah, this is most like that time when we were out of control. Or this is like the time when I thought I was out of control or I felt like I was, but I actually wasn't. And your mind says, "Okay, I've got the card now, so now I can run that pattern. And unless we stop it, that pattern just runs. It just runs its own merry sweet way. And that pattern is that feeling that something is about to happen. Even if it's not, even if you're in a very, very safe horse, you're in a very, very safe environment, you know, even your logical brain admits nothing is going to happen. It doesn't matter because your unconscious mind is running that program And your unconscious mind is a far stronger part of the mind than your logical reasoning mind. And it can overpower your reasoning. So how on earth do we get out of this? Because if we've got this pattern set up and it happens just by merely seeing a horse or getting on your horse, you know, something very simple like that, you know, wham, off you go, run the pattern. How do we stop the pattern? First of all, we've got to think about being in the moment. And we're very rarely in the moment these days because we're always thinking about something else. I often think about when I'm eating. When I'm eating, I'm often watching television, reading something, I'm doing something else. I'm not concentrating on my food. I'm not in that moment enjoying my food. And something that I tried to do and I mostly forget to do is to just take those moments to enjoy every mouthful and to kind of savour the food rather than eating food as something that's functional. We spend so much time not thinking about what we're actually doing in the moment and thinking about something else that it's quite a challenge. It's quite a skill these days to be able to go into the moment. And lots of people will say, well, I can stay in the moment for a few moments, but then it drifts away and I start thinking all over again. So how do we bring ourselves into the moment? Some of these little methods we've mentioned before, but they are quite handy, so it might be worth repeating them. 
So if you feel that your brain is kind of running away, thinking about being out of control, tell it to stop. And this is that nice, firm, strict stop. And you really mean it. And if you're on your own and there's nobody about, say it out loud. It gives it even more credence. Stop. And if you're not on your own and you feel like, oh, I don't really want to yell, stop, then you can say it inside your head. But say it equally firmly. You really, really mean it. That just stops that constant train of thoughts and feelings and everything associated with being out of control. Other things that bring you into the moment include things to distract your mind. Things that take you away from what you were thinking about and contemplating this bolt or whatever's going to come that you think might happen. So things like this would include, for instance, counting. Why don't you count footfall? And that's quite nice. You can count in fours, for example. One, two, three, four. So you count each leg. If you could feel it as well, you could feel the motion of each single leg. That would be something else to think about. If you wanted to breathe in time, in for four, out for four, or in for five, out for five. And you could match that to the walking footfalls as well. Anything at all that distracts your mind away from being futuristic and thinking about what may happen, what could happen, what happened like, what happened to someone you know, then you can do anything at all that takes your mind off it. Another great one is to do that running commentary. So you are riding and you are talking, absolute drivel at the same time. So you're imagining that you can teach yourself or you are describing to yourself what you're doing. So you might be saying which leg you're putting on, which hand you're using, what you sit bones doing. What are you looking at? How does the leather feel between your fingers as you hold the reins? How does the saddle feel today? How do your feet feel in the stirrups? So you're just giving a constant commentary of everything around you, things you see, you hear, you touch, you feel, or as I say, maybe you're telling yourself what you're doing. You know, I'm putting my right leg on now and I'm pushing my horse, just oh, easing over to the left-hand side and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and that just helps again to keep your mind occupied, occupied in the moment and no further on in time. There is one that I love that I've sort of borrowed from hypnosis. And that is to say, I'm all right now. I'm all right now. I'm all right now. And now. And now. And now. I'm all right now. And I just keep repeating that. And the now word is another one of these power words. Just like the word stop was a power word, now tends to bring you into the now. 
How often did it bring you into the now when a teacher at school said, I need you to listen now? It just kind of, again, it gives you that little jolt. But if you're saying it really calmly, in this slow, slightly deeper, hypnotic voice, I'm all right now, and now, and now, then it gives you that ability to breathe more slowly. It gives your mind something to do because you're thinking about the words. And it also helps to just calm things down because it is very calming to say that. So that might be something else to try. The last thing that I want to think about are comfort zones. And comfort zones are wonderful things and lots of people don't like them because they say there's no growth when you're in a comfort zone. You know, it's the land of grey. You're just where you are. You're not expanding. You're not growing. You're just static. And when we leave a comfort zone... And different people call it different things, but, you know, it can be in sort of like a stretch zone where you're learning, you're getting things wrong, you're getting things right, you're putting things right, you're having a go, you're experimenting. It's new stuff, but you are not so comfortable as you are in your comfort zone. And I suppose when we're thinking about being out of control, that's usually where we would like to be because where we usually are is in that fear zone. We've overstepped the mark too much. So we've come out of the comfort zone and we've taken a big step. We've leapt over the stretch zone and we've gone into fear. So we just need to rein it back a little bit. And this isn't forever, this is just temporary. This is just helping us to move on even more quickly. We're just going to come back to basics. So whilst you're doing these exercises to stop yourself feeling out of control, why not rein it all in and do it in walk? Because you're in a stretch zone and that's where you want to be. If you start doing it at a faster pace or you start doing it when you're galloping across a field or you're jumping, then it doesn't become second nature to you. It's hard to do these mindset and mind techniques whilst you're also doing something at speed. So take it back, take it back to walk. If you feel out of control when you canter, which is another common problem, take it back to trot. Just take that step back. Acknowledge that you are in a stretch zone. You are doing things that you want to do. You are getting on. You are making progress. You haven't taken a step back. It's not that you've lost time because you might be thinking, but I want to do this at canter. And it's the cantering part. I can do walk and trot. Well, that's perfect then. Because then you can do these little mind exercises quite happily, at a slower pace or at a pace that you're happier with and then it'll become second nature to apply them when you're also going a little bit speedier or you've got a bit more impulsion or you're even leaving the ground on purpose. 
And just remember, just one last little take-home message. Your brain is a pattern matcher. And as soon as you get a new pattern going, as soon as you've calmed it all down, that becomes a new pattern. That goes in your little Rolodex of index cards. I hope this helps you. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon.